at the root, it's all about impact. It's it's all about service, right? About serving others and uh, being everything that we were or are called to be. And that motivation for me has been huge because there are times where I I might have fallen into some more depressed states or states where I, where I haven't been focused. But being able to sit down and engage with a character like that, a, a role model, and having an example of how to serve it has been an excellent way to get out of, of any kind of funk. Welcome to Long Live Podcast. I'm your host, Asa Trichikoskaita. I'm here to remind you the power of your mind and that you are the creator of your life and your story. We'll talk about all things mind, body, and soul, and the connection between our inner dialogue, our thoughts, and how it affects our bodies. I'll share my best advice, lessons, and mindset shifts so you could stop overthinking and find peace of mind. In today's conversation, I talk with Dustin Duenas. He's a fun, creative, and relationship-oriented insurance professional. He's my friend, and he has a heart for God, his family, and friends. And he's excited to serve others and help through his work every day. He's originally from New Mexico, the land of enchantment or home for Breaking Bad. And we both have a love for good movies. So we discussed a little bit about it as well. And in this episode, you will hear Dustin share how faith and serving others has been the greatest gift in his life and taught him so much. Hey, Dustin! Hi, how are you? Oh, I'm great. I just did a little spa of 15 minutes with a face mask. I'm so ready for this conversation. Nice! How are you? you? That sounds amazing. I'm I'm a little jealous, to be honest. I'm doing great. I'm doing great. Hey, you know, it's uh, morning time over here still, and I had a nice, healthy breakfast. So I'm feeling great as well. I can't complain. <laughs> That's great. I'm so happy that we were able to reschedule our call because time differences can be a little bit tricky sometimes. And I was <laughs> failing a little bit with that since since the beginning of this morning. So I'm so <laughs> glad that we made it. <laughs> yes, yes. Thank you for being flexible. Um it, the time differences are are kind of funny, so I'm glad that we were able to work it work it out, though. And it's great to hear from you. It's been a little too long. I'm glad that we're able to do this. Yeah, so happy that you're here because yeah, it's been months since we chatted the last time. Yes, yes, it has. I think it was around New Year's. Yeah, I think so. I think so. It's been a while. <laughs> it it <laughs> so has. I'm glad that we can finally make the podcast. <laughs> yeah. So the reason that I really wanted to take you on this session was because when we were uh, on a group call and we were discussing some things, there was something that you said that really stuck with me. And you said that love somebody for their life calling, focus on day and goal. It opens up opportunities to serve them and serves you. And I was like, damn, you know, this is so deep. <laughs> <laughs> so I want you to explain this to human language. Like, what does it mean to you? What does it mean to me? Uh, to love somebody for their life calling, um, 
to me, that means as a Christian to love them for who God has called them to be and what God has called them to do. And I feel that too often we don't take that into consideration when building relationships. We just think that somebody, you know, is there to do what we want them to do. But uh, in the bigger picture, they have this special calling on their life to make a certain kind of impact. And when you can serve somebody knowing and supporting what that calling is, you build such tremendous relationship. It's amazing how close you can get to somebody by supporting that goal of theirs, right? Supporting that, uh, that call in their life. That's great. But I was just thinking like, if you are a business owner or I don't know, like how many people truly like sit down and think about what is their life purpose? Like, how do you know this? Like, how do you know it for yourself and how do you know it for a partner? Mm. You know what? Uh, to take something from strategic coach, they have the DOS conversation, dangers, opportunities, and strengths. What you do is you, or when you first meet someone, you talk to them about whether or not they envision a future with you. Uh, that just shows some commitment from them that together we can have a greater future. And then you start talking about the dangers that they have in their life that they need to overcome, the opportunities in their life that they would like to capture, and then the strengths that they have that they would like to multiply. And when building a new relationship, uh, whether it's with a client or with a potential partner, anyone really, you have them break down these different pieces and pick the ones that are most important and that essentially lays out the ways that you can serve them. And through that, through that conversation, you can really learn a lot about what call has been placed on their life, especially just being genuine and, and wanting to get to know the person more and why they're doing what they're doing. Uh, you really gain a deeper understanding of, of why they're serving the way that they are and really where their identity is coming from. Uh, if their identity is coming from things that it shouldn't be coming from, you find that out pretty quickly. But if it's a uh, Christ-centered identity, right, you know, showing a greater calling, then um, it really just reveals a lot. But that's how I like to quickly learn about what's important to that person and what uh, what that call is. I love how you're just like taking the tools that you are learning for your business and applying it in like in your relationships in the real world. Mm. Yeah. And I think it's, it's sometimes hard to have those deep conversations and to learn about the person deeply because I think it's hard for us to understand ourselves and then, mm. yeah, to get to know and love a person deeply straight away. Mm. I agree. You know, I, as you know as well, we really have to put in a lot of work to know who we are, you know, what our identities are uh, on this earth, and you know how we are called to serve. And when we know that, that really <laughs> makes things a bit easier to focus on another person because there's no doubt you, we don't have to be thinking about our own response or pretend like we're somebody else uh, when you are that person that you've been called to be or you know you're as close as you can get it makes 
it so much easier to just focus on loving the person that's in front of you. And nowadays it's hard because faces come and go. Um, but when you can show that love, it goes such a long way. Have you always been like, is it in your nature to always be serving to others? Because as you said, you're Christian and that tells a lot about you or like, was it a skill that you learned and developed along the way or did it come from your childhood? Mm, you know, I think there's a, a little bit of both, but I, I will say uh, the conversation of unconditional love, especially from a, a Christianity standpoint, right? You know, Christ loving us unconditionally opened my eyes and I had so many pe people in my life who loved me without condition and they served me and served me well. And I realized that this shouldn't go to waste, that if I'm going to be served by others without condition, I should do the same to help, you know, build up others, build up other leaders. So at a young age, I've had some great examples of what it looks like to serve others, but then to multiply life. I found that even though these people were giving a lot, life was giving a lot back to them. And it seems backwards to so many people, but I think you and I both know that when you give first, right, when you, when you add value in business or in any type of relationship, they come, it can come back tenfold. Um, and it's just a, a much more fulfilling way to live. What were those examples that you saw as a kid of serving others? Could you like tell us, take us a little bit behind the scenes, like how did it look in your childhood? How did you see it manifest through others yeah. doing this work? You know, I have a few great examples, but one of them is from my mother. Uh, she is a business owner and she's had her business for shoot, 26 years, I think. And in her business, she was always very giving. She was always finding ways to add value to her clients or just be ultra flexible when Uh, when things needed to happen, she would find a way to help make them happen and just be flexible. And uh, through all these years, if there's one person that, that I've known to have lots of connections and uh, you know lots of cool opportunities, it's my mom because all of these people then are always interested in finding unique ways to serve her. You know, they end up giving her you know tickets to events or you know, the presidential suites at hotels or, or this and that. And um, it was always interesting because I, I don't think my mom necessarily had it easy ever or found it easy to give, but that's just where her heart was at. And just about any person that has known her uh, has loved her for that and has always been interested in giving back. And uh, so that, that was a real prime example, but we could even go on a much smaller scale and look at holding the door open for somebody or just saying hello and looking somebody in the eye as you shake their hand. I was taught that by uh, both parents, by my, my mom and dad, pretty strictly very early on. And the message was that I can help make somebody's day better with a, that little bit that I can give. You know, I might be only four or five or, you know, or 10 with not a lot of value to provide, but that is one way that I can serve by acknowledging somebody's presence and by saying hello, saying good morning, good afternoon, good evening, holding that door open for somebody. 
and seeing the smile on their face and you know finding out later on that a lot of these people like to carry on conversation after um or you know maybe that person because of that experience takes a second and recognizes you and now you have a, a deeper conversation and a deeper connection you end up finding these weird little opportunities that can spur from just a, a simple smile. That's so beautiful. I actually wanted to ask you what serving others gives to give to you, but I think you already told me that. And I was listening to you and you said that your mom is an entrepreneur and it got me wondered, what do you think? Are we born as, a, as an entrepreneurs or are we built? Mm. I think we're all born to serve. Uh, I think we're born to serve. We're born to collaborate. We're born to love each other. Uh, maybe, maybe that's just, you know, one to one, but, or it could be one to many, but I think you're, we're born to serve. And then at a certain point in time, there's a, a separation between, you know, who's leading with a vision and who else has bought into that vision and decides to serve. So I don't know, like I, there's several role models in my life who have built, who, who have had these amazing, uh, you know, Christ centered visions that I've heard about and listened to and realized, wow, like that is a calling that's on my life as well. I'm going to serve that vision and I'm going to adopt it as my own. So I might not be in some cases an entrepreneur, but I can be intrapreneurial and really, I, I think, I believe we can all be that way just by showing up to serve and to provide value to be results oriented. I also believe that entrepreneurship is all about serving others. And yeah, it is about having a vision. And as you said, like, if each of us has a vision, we need to choose who is the leader and who, who is going to lead and who's going to follow. And as I know, you are also a Marvel fan. I want to like twist the conversation <laughs> a little bit because we talked about role models yes. in real world. But I'm very, very curious because we chatted with you a little bit, like how inspirational it is to have these fantasy movies showing mm. like big role models. And maybe not all of us have them in our real world. And yeah, I want you to share like how movies inspires you to be a better human, a better person. And like, how do you find the value in them? That is such an awesome question. Marvel movies are a blast. And at the root, it's all about impact. It's, it's all about service, right? About serving others and uh, being everything that we were or are called to be. And that motivation for me has been huge because there are times where I, I might have fallen into some more depressed states or states where I, where I haven't been focused. But being able to sit down and engage with a character like that, a, a role model, and having an example of how to serve it has been an excellent way to get out of, of any kind of funk. So when, when you get in like a lower state and a depressive state, as you said, the one uh, your go-to strategy is to honestly my go-to strategy is to pray first is is to pray and to get aligned with what i believe is reality and 
those Marvel movies are a great example of what I believe is uh, reality for myself, a very an, ab- an abundant reality and remembering that uh, through my faith, whatever I'm called to do, it's, it's possible. And I may not be, uh, I mean, I feel like I'm equipped, but if I answer the call, you know, Christ will equip me. Centering my life around my faith and remembering or acknowledging what it's like to be who I'm called to be is what gets me excited to get out of any uh, any slumps. I don't know if you watched the last movie, uh, the Spider-Man movie. And as you're like talking about serving others and everything, I was really watching that last movie. And like this thought was like just spiraling in my head. Yeah, it's like great to serve others and to be in service and to help others. But is there like a line that we shouldn't cross where we like we can't sacrifice ourselves right we can't sacrifice mm. our goals for others and especially uh, when you are on your own you can like choose it like more freely but when you are in a relationship and you want to support your partner and their goals and like yeah to serve them and to be at greater service but do you think like there is that fine line where like we just can't sacrifice ourselves i think there is a line and it comes down to identity right uh, again like who christ says i am is who i need to be that's who i'm called to be and that's who i should be that's what i'm living up to that's who i am and when you know relationships or opportunity take away from that i believe that's where the line is And we see people getting lost all the time in things that just are not healthy or who are not who they are. And even if they're doing something that seems good, they may be so unfulfilled and so disconnected. Um, as shoot, you know, we look at some of these very successful people who end their own lives. And it makes you wonder on the deeper levels what really is going on. Like, did they know who they were? Uh, did they have that, that relationship with themselves, that relationship spiritually? Uh, the relationship with others, was that there the way it needed to be or were they pretending to be somebody else? Yeah, I think that's so true. And like that were exactly my thoughts when I was like looking to the final Marvel movies. And do you think like, do they represent it in like these movies and the characters? Because the characters are so, so different. Mm. And I love like to see how they built it on and they have different strengths and different vulnerabilities do you see like these role models showing how they are like appearing in this world as the best versions of themselves but also not fulfilling their own dreams their own um purposes and as you said like living this shiny and glamorous life on the outside but being empty on the inside Are you asking if through their service, it's taking away from, from their calling ultimately? Yeah, I think in a way, yeah, that, that that's what I'm asking. That's what I understand. <laughs> oh, that's such, that's, that's hard, right? You know, this life has a lot to it. Uh, and I guess really it's built off of a foundation of love when it's, when it's love-based service. I feel like our actions Um, especially through through prayer and just being you know centered on our our faith again, 
our actions align with with our calling. So I would imagine that there's there's a lot of things that fulfill us, but uh, you know, with some of these characters who are providing massive impact, ultimately I think that that's where their hearts belong and that's where their their call is at. So you know, translating that to the real world, I know I have lots of ways that I would love to serve, and some of those ways just tear me down too much. It it takes too much out of my plate, but really focusing on the things that I'm best at and using the rest of my energy to energize others around me to fulfill their piece of the puzzle. Like looking at at a business, there's some things that need to be done, but just aren't the things that I should be doing. So I pour into somebody else that kind of love that can lift them up to become all they need to be to take care of that part of the business. Does that, that make sense? It is. And how could you cultivate a supportive environment for your spouse, wife, or girlfriend in a relationship? What is that support? That is a wonderful question. And uh, that that is something that I need more work on. So I'm glad that you're asking me this. I really think embracing the time spent together and just being ultra intentional with the actions uh, taken within that time. You know, there's lots of growing between two people, especially well through through an entire relationship, but uh, especially early on, that listening is usually more important than speaking and paying attention to the way somebody's heart moves, the way that their body moves is something that I know I've needed to focus on more because I could, I could learn so much from that. It's not easy to always speak to your partner or, or yeah, I mean, your, your spouse um, or a, a romantic partner verbally, but over time it gets easier and easier to watch the nonverbal communications and to pick up on, on, the ways that that other person likes to be loved. Did you say listening to how somebody's hearts move? Yes, yes. Listening to somebody, how somebody's heart moves. <laughs> what, what does that mean? Like it sounds so beautiful, but I'm just like mm. trying to understand what does it mean in your language. For me, that would be just watching how uh, so somebody's whole body interacts with this world on a regular basis, right? Uh, revealing what's most important to their heart. So over time, you, you pick up on the things that are most important just by somebody's actions. I, I know they say that, you know, look at somebody's calendar and it'll show you, you know, their priorities, taking that same kind of idea and watching somebody's actions. Oftentimes, I, well, you see them repeat, you see them repeat regularly. And even if they won't speak to you and tell you that that thing that they're acting on is the most important thing to them, just by watching them move about the world watching their, their heart engage and open up to those things that they desire. You learn so much about how to love that person. Does that make sense? <laughs> you got me thinking. So, because I believe that uh, I and a lot of people were so used to living from the mind point of view. Like we are so orientated, like to be logical all the time and like make logical decisions and like be more in that space and what you're telling me what you're talking about is to living more from your heart and mm -hmm. i think it doesn't come really easy and like can we 
encourage our partners and ourselves to live more heart-centered, more heart-aligned, because as you said, it is something that reveals what we desire and what is really true to us, right? Yeah, oh, absolutely right. You know, when you when you see somebody showing their heart towards something and being vulnerable in that space, yes, it reveals so much about who they are and it just gives so much information about how you can love and serve them. That's beautiful. I want to ask you, you are an insurance agent and you love to talk about abundance mindset. And for me, when I think about insurance, it like associates with like scarcity and lack where I would think that, okay, I'm afraid of something, so I need insurance, right? So <laughs> yeah. How, how does these, these two connect, are connected in your world? That is a great, great question. I'm really making you hmm. think today. Yeah, no, I actually, I really like this one because no one's presented this to me before because you're right. They, uh, in a way, they contradict each other. Really, my, the way that I try to live is uh, by trusting again in my faith and believing that, you know, whatever, whatever I need will be there, right? Whatever I need will be there. Although not knowing when my time is up on this earth. So I'm going to show up and serve utilizing the resources that I have because it's enough. And whatever I'm called to do, I can accomplish it with my faith. Now, you know, we take life insurance, for example, and I believe others should live abundantly and use their resources to, to the maximum. But there's always a time where we can be called away from this earth. And there's an opportunity to leave our families with more than what they would have had if we had just left, right? With, um, well, with the insurance. But I'm trying to think now about how that can relate to auto insurance or car insurance or home insurance or health insurance for that matter. I think this goes back to our actions. And if we're called, if we're called to engage in insurance and it's, a, again, a faith-centered decision, then I think that that's part of the resource that we get for believing in abundance is that we get abundance in return for interacting with a product like that. Does that make sense? <laughs> that, that was a great question. Like how I believe when I'm taking my like health insurance on something, I believe that like the abundance come that I am able to get the insurance and like I feel abundant that I have my health. Because I want to ask, like, what abundance means to you? How would you describe it? Like, what is that? Abundance to me is is having more than enough to serve my life purpose on this planet. And how, like, did you, have you always felt abundant? Or was there, like, some event in your life or something where you really transitioned your thinking? And, like, you felt the abundance because you said, like, it is about trusting that everything will be provided to you in a way. And I'm just like thinking, okay, how can I feel that if I feel like I'm in a scarcity mindset and I feel the lack of the things, of the resources that I need? And yeah, I just feel the lack of everything. How can I shift that? How did you do that? I think this abundance 
mentality is a decision that we make every single day, especially in the entrepreneurial space. We have these visions of things that we would like to see happen and the world can quickly shut them down. We can shut them down pretty quickly and believe that they're not achievable. But by making that decision every day to be open-minded enough to consider these ideas or consider taking action, it, we just see that it's a it's a day-to-day process. It's a commitment to believing that we have enough to do what we're called to do and then uh, discerning between the right and the wrong, the things that are like, hell yes, I need to do this or heck no, I should stay away from that because it's not where my calling's at. Uh-huh, because like I like to think about abundance. It's everything. As you said, like you have more than enough. And I always mm. like try to like look for examples because like, you know, we love to concentrate on like just one thing, mm. one focus point. And 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 if some in some area of our lives we feel the lack of something, it seems like we are not abundant anymore, right? Yeah. But, it does feel that way. Yeah, but I like to think that we can concentrate on the oranges growing uh, on our in our garden or the apples growing in our garden and we have like more than enough of them and just look at abundance as a whole as a whole concept more than just relying on like some resources in one field because we're so used to i'm so used to just focusing on one thing and what helped me to expand it more just to expand my horizons and look at the abundance from like a more holistic approach Uh, there's so much that we could say about abundance there was a quote um dang i'm I'm, see if i can remember what it is when you don't have enough resources get resourceful something along those lines and i heard that about five years ago and i think that quote is what really helped me transition to focusing on abundance way more often and especially in the times where I'm not feeling abundant to start looking for the things that are there to be grateful for because how often have you and I both felt like we haven't had enough resources but have still found ways to achieve what we wanted to achieve and by doing that we gain confidence in realizing that wow it might take an unorthodox approach but usually through you know real heart and real effort you can find the resources to you know accomplish what we're called here to do that when we don't have those resources in front of us right get resourceful and figure out other ways of of making up for the lack thereof (laughs) you mentioned the gratitude and you said that on the periods where you didn't feel that abundant you started to be grateful for what you already have so do you think it is a practice to feel the abundance in our life the gratitude to be grateful for what we already have. Most definitely. That, that's a, a practice that I even lack. Uh, I, I, something I should focus on so much more, but having gratitude for the things that are already here have made me much more aware of what resources I have so that when I feel like I don't have enough resources, like, you know, in the past when that's happened, I might've given up. But now when I look at a situation and I've been practicing gratitude and I realize those resources required aren't directly in front of me, 
because I've been thankful for other things in my life, it's much easier to look sideways, right? Look into the relationships, look into, uh, you know, the different knowledge bases and tools to achieve, to, to keep moving forward. I believe that gratitude practice is such a beautiful one, but I always love to encourage people to always think of three new things each day that they are grateful for. Mm. Because I think that we can get a little bit like on autopilot when we're just like repeating same things each day, you know, as like a prayer. Thank you for this and that yeah. and that. And I think always thinking about new ways and it can be about the same thing, but from like a different angle and you just end up with like thousand things that you're grateful for at the end of the year. And I think mm -hmm. that's powerful. I like that a lot. I think that's, that is wonderful. It, sometimes it's uncomfortable to sit down and to take a minute to, to be thankful, right? We want to rush it and think that it, maybe we don't fully believe that it's that important, but when we embrace that discomfort and show gratitude and be thankful for the things that we have in our life, take the time to look at it from different angles. I feel like those, you know, those minutes might take away from all the other productive things that we can do, but because we've spent those minutes there, the things that we do after are so much more impactful, uh, so much more tuned in. Just because of the gratitude practice, you mean? Yes. Yeah. Be because of when, when we, yeah, because of the gratitude practice, the actions we take after being thankful are, are much more aligned with our true identities. That's a very like beautiful thought to grasp on and think about. And I think a lot of us like need this to incorporate more into our lives. And I think that abundance really comes through the gratitude. It is about like expressing the love and the appreciation for everything that we have. So that's, I'm really, really happy to have you here on this conversation and If you had just like the best advice for people who want to serve more, who want to be more in their hearts, what would you advise? My advice would be to know who you are. Again, as, as, a, as a Christian, to, to know who God says that you are. Do that first. Know exactly You know, like I need to know exactly who Dustin is and then, and love myself, show real, true, unconditional love to myself and then use that to pour into others without condition. And how do you know who Dustin is? Like this one is like the most challenging thing I think for, for me and for everybody. You know, that question takes, I, I believe answering that question is a, is a practice, maybe more than just, you know, outright finding the answer and, and holding on to it. I think that's something that evolves, but, uh, you know, as a mentor of mine has told me, or the advice he's given me is to plug in every day to my faith, like right, right, to, to plug into the place where I get my identity from, uh, you know, and call that reality, call that, call that the real space. And plug in there every single morning and just listen, listen, be thankful, find areas of your life where you can express love. And through that practice of 
of plugging in and just being intentional, you start to learn more about yourself, more about the things that, that make your heart feel good, make your body feel good, make your mind feel better, uh, make those, the things that make those, the people around you happier and more filled. Um, so yeah, that's a, that's a very, that's a, a deep question, but I believe that that answer is found uh, to the practice of plugging in every single day to the space where we get our identity from. Because we can get our identities right from social media or um, you know, from, you know, a TV show or, uh, you know, I don't know, a mountain or something. Anything we, we wanted, we can get our identity from that other kind of space. Uh, but wherever that is to plug in and to just be intentional about listening and being thankful and expressing love. I think that's like the best answer to plug into your faith, wherever, wherever that's coming from and practice self-love first before you practice it for others. That's amazing. Mm. Justin. Thank you so much. Let us know where people can find you and watch your amazing videos that you are creating <laughs> uh, you can connect with me on instagram under dusty duenas that's d-u-s-t-y d-u-e-n-a-s and um, on facebook as dustin duenas uh, i have a couple youtube projects but they're they're still in the works but for now instagram is a great place to Uh, check out some good content and to comment on some things and shoot me a DM. I'll make sure to put that in the show notes so people would definitely find you. Thank you, Dustin, for your time and for being here and chatting here with me so, so much. Yes, thank you so much for having me on. This has been wonderful and a great way to uh, to break up the week. So I'm thankful to you as well. And uh, I'm excited to hear our episode come out and I'm excited to hear the rest of your episodes. This is awesome.